Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. I'm Val. And this week we are talking about everyone's favorite alien, E.T. I like the xenomorph. Okay, everyone except Tracy's favorite <laughs> alien, E.T. I think he's all our original favorite yes. alien. Oh, I think that we all love other aliens now, but we wouldn't love them if we wouldn't have been introduced to E.T., yeah, I think you're he right. He was our gateway alien. <laughs> E.T., the gateway alien. Did that's we just find a show title? That's what the documentary is going to be called. E.T., the gateway alien. You're welcome. That, that is probably the show title right there. The gateway alien. Right off the bat, man. Yeah, that's good. Like, we that are was, on fire I'm this week. I'm done. go home now. Yeah, I'm done. See ya. But he really is, and I think that's one of the things that I love about this movie is it does appeal, I think, to a lot of different ages. My daughter, who's, uh, I was going to say four, she's seven, so obviously I've lost track of time. (laughs) But my daughter, who's seven, we bought this movie, we watched it in preparation for the the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I had it before, but we bought it on iTunes, and and she was watching it. She watched it four times, like in the span of two days, just sat and watched it, and it held her attention, and she loved it, and she was excited about it. And I thought that that's the same kind of magic I think I felt as a kid watching it because it is this amazing story. And I do think it does get you into this whole realm of thinking outside of our world and stories outside of our world. And um, I think it is kind of the gateway alien or the gateway for me into into science fiction and, and things like that. Well, you know, when I was younger, most of the time when you mentioned the word science fiction or aliens to me, I immediately thought, scary movie. Mm -hmm. And when E.T., when I saw E.T., they did such a great job in, you know, and this is something that they thought about from the beginning is that they created E.T. to be like a young child, the curiosity of a young child, Mm -hmm. the openness of a young child without any of the parameters that we put on ourselves as adults that says, this is wrong. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't ask questions. Don't just go into a situation. And so E.T. is basically a little kid. And so you're watching it as a little kid and you more relate to E.T., than you do to Elliot, which is, and I love Elliot's character and we'll get into that in a minute. But so, yeah, I think E.T. being the gateway alien, I immediately thought, oh, this aliens don't have to be scary. They're not the monster that's under the bed there. He was afraid of everything else, you know? And, and so it really, as a kid made me open my mind to, you know, things that were different and being okay with different. Plus, I mean, he dressed up and in a little hat with a flower on it. And I was like, I love you so much, E.T. Well, and, and I, I think that's a, a core part of the story is breaking down those barriers between the different, right? Between what we think of as normal and what's mm-hmm. different and the assumptions that we make, you know, when, when uh, his brother sees him for the first time, when Gertie sees him for the first time and they, they freak out and they panic, but then as they get to know him and they all love him and everything else, I think that's kind of a natural response to something that's different is it's different. So it makes me uncomfortable, right. but finding a way to break down that barrier and find out we're really not all that different. My, my two-year-old saw it and his first response was E.T.'s creepy. He's like, that alien guy is creepy. Mm-hmm. And then as he watches, he's like, he's not creepy. He's just a good guy. <laughs> I mean, he, like, looks, yeah. he looks a little slimy. <laughs> yeah. And his linger, his fingers are freakishly long. Fingers are a little freaky. But, but I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I think also watching a movie um, 
at the age that your kids are watching it, seeing something like that can translate into being more accepting to other things mm -hmm. in life, especially mm -hmm. when they're at that age, when you go to school and everyone looks different. Right. And, and I mean, if you can accept ET into your life, you should be able to accept anyone. Really. I, I was going to say more adults should maybe go back and rewatch yeah, the movie should, to kind of get that. Maybe we should send it to the white house. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's too far gone. Yeah. Well, there's more than him in there. It's not just him. No, yeah. that's true. That's true. But no, I agree. It's. It, I think it's. It's true. We forget those lessons that we learn, and mm -hmm. um, and I love and I love just in those few mo minutes having my son realize, okay, he's not creepy. I love that. He's just a good guy, and like, oh yeah, he's fine. He's a nice guy. Um, my sister still has not been won over on ET. She's still creeped out by him and thinks he's scary, which is awesome. She's like thirty five. <laughs> I have some ET characters yeah. that you could just like plant, like in. That is a brilliant idea. <laughs> but I want them I, back because anytime, they're collectibles. Anytime, yeah. Anytime I see anything ET, like we were at uh, Joanne Fabric Store. Yes, I go there sometimes. It's fine. That's I totally normal. I don't judge normal. you. That's fine. Uh, and we found ET material, and I took a picture and sent it to her. I said, "Hey, we're going to make you a pillowcase, like <laughs> sweet dreams, you know." But just because I think it's so weird that anybody would watch ET and think that guy is scary. There, and, I have friends that are afraid of balloons. Yeah, so, I mean, that's you know, it's, Sorry, I love you guys, but weird. Um, so, I mean, people can have fears of anything. Do you know what I thought as a young kid was more weird than the alien in the movie? Because it wasn't something that you saw very often. Is a single mom raising yes. these three kids oh, in man. a movie. And I, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that much before of it. Right. And so the whole time I, I remember watching the movie for the first time and I'm like, okay, yeah, there's this alien that seems more like a kid. I don't really have a problem with that. I want my own ET, but I was just like, the mom is doing this all right. by herself. And, and I like how they showed her, like she got frustrated, but she also was the caring mom, but she also made all the costumes and the costumes weren't perfect for Halloween, mm -hmm. but she did it, mm -hmm. you know, but she also had her own life. And that just wasn't something that you saw in movies back then. It wasn't yes. something that you very really saw true. on TV. And so that was something very new for me to see in general in this movie. And I think that they did a great job and they didn't give her a love interest and right. they didn't make her a sex object. She was just their mom. Right. right. And I, I think that works really well. For, I think it would have been weird if she was some kind of. Anyway, if she had a love interest, because I think the role well, that she plays in the movie. I but mean, they always, I feel like it's more, it happens more times than right. none that oh. you've got the single mm -hmm. mom and she's constantly going out on dates or constantly looking so, for something to fill her life mm -hmm. because she doesn't have a man. And, but she's got these three kids that are keeping her busy and she's got, um, you know, a job and she has all this stuff and mm -hmm. she could have easily had a romantic um, feelings for the doctor that comes in right. to the picture. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, easily that they could have made that happen. It would have been weird, but they could have made it happen, but they didn't. They chose to make this all about the relationship between Elliot and E.T. and how, you know, this, you know, works out and how they accept each other. Mm -hmm. um, and the mom accepts her kids. I mean, she's got weird kids. Those kids yeah, are, they weird. are weird. <laughs> Every single one of them weirdos. That's yeah. what I also thought, like, hey, it's okay for me to have one million stuffed animals and <laughs> yeah, totally normal. Put them in my closet. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, and it's a convenient hiding place for when you do smuggle an alien in. I mean, you know, we all we all cleaned our closets after that. 
You know, like I cleaned my Hoping room after I saw E.T. ET. I was like, I, okay, I'm ready for you. I got space. <laughs> Where's the alien? We're ready to go. I'm ready to go. I have got all my spot. stuffed animals nice and neatly. And now I still, my daughter will still do this too with our dogs. Uh-huh. Is she will still have the E.T. moment with our dogs where she will pile the stuffed animals on her bed and then hide the dogs in the stuffed animals and then take pictures of them and then send them to me like, do you see them? And I'm like, yeah, I see them. But it's cute that she has seen the movie and she, that still resonates with with her as a 17 year old because 17 awesome. year olds are kind of lame you know they don't like anything totally so it's true it's not because it's not cool to like anything at 17 right. right it's much cooler to just not like anything <laughs> that's the way it goes et is an amazing to me when i think of pop culture it's hard not to think of et because it, it i think it's one of the first major pop culture sensations at least that i remember mm-hmm. learning about and hearing about in my lifetime the the movie was in the theaters for over a year. Yeah, it's crazy. Which does not happen anymore. I mean, no. Star Wars maybe. But Even then, I don't know. About I think a year, Force Awakens was but, there for a while. Yeah, because it but, was the first one back. Well, I mean, it, it came out in 1982 and was the highest grossing film of all time for 11 years until Jurassic Park. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, 11 years is. A long time, and, and then he, it was dethroned by himself, like yeah. Steven Spielberg <laughs> yeah, dethroned he was like, himself. Well, nobody else was going to beat him, so he said, "All right, I'll go <laughs> and beat fine. myself. I'll do it myself. Nobody else is going to do it." <laughs> if you Steven, want a job done amazing. right, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, over a year, which we can't even fathom now because I think we consume media differently, which is a big part of yeah. it. Well, and it's all about we've got to get it out on Blu-ray and digital download. And right, it's got to be yeah. Right, but but I mean, everybody saw this film. Everybody. I mean, it was so popular and so huge. And so it's hard for me like to think of pop culture without thinking about E.T. and mm-hmm. the influences that it's had. Mm-hmm. And even watching it today, it's still it's still a really good film. It's hard for me to say it stands the test of time because in some ways it doesn't – it feels dated just in the way they're dressed and the way they look and things like that. But the story – Period, yeah. The story itself, I think, I think stands. it's still so, relatable. The, the, oh, yeah. The fact that people can relate to it still and get through it because it's not slow. The parts mm-hmm. – I mean there's no huge explosions. There's right. no – but – the little quiet parts are my favorite parts. Like when he's sitting there with his long fingers and he's moving the candy over into mm-hmm. a different pile. Like as a kid, I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> like This is so cool. You know, it's the quiet parts when he's sitting and watching the TV and he doesn't understand what the TV is or when he opens up a soda, when he gets drunk. Yes. <laughs> like, I love it when he gets drunk. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just this little hobbly, like drunk mass of skin. <laughs> That's yes. the subtitle for the episode. Probably <laughs> drunk, massive skin. You all have an uncle that you feel the same way. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> drunk uncle. <laughs> oh, there's Uncle Bob again. You know the hobbly mass. What was it? Drunk, Hob- drunk hobbly mass of skin. <laughs> She's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so question for you guys. How do you feel? Because they re-released the film mm-hmm. and Spielberg went and digitally took out the guns that the FBI agents have at the end and replaced them with radios. Yeah. That always bothered me. It bothers me. me. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about that. Because I don't like the retrofitting of movies. I don't like... I didn't like George Lucas going back and tinkering with the original trilogy of Star Wars. It's yeah. like 
just let the film be what the film was. I think that that one is a little bit different because he went in and he crisped some things up and he made something like the color a little bit better and mm -hmm. everything. He didn't actually remove what things were as far as I know. I don't like the idea that Steven Spielberg didn't stand behind uh, the intentions that he had. And this is, and I know I'm going to get some hate mail on this. Um, I don't, this is, I don't agree with um, the director of Sonic changing Sonic. And this totally. is, this is what I say. You are a director, you are a creator of a piece of art and you had a vision mm -hmm. and the vision for this movie was yours and give it to the people. It's, and I, and I said this, I think on my social media, whatever mm -hmm. the other day was that it's kind of like when you're a parent and you're making dinner for your kids. And one of them comes to the table and they're like, I don't want to eat that. And so you decide that you're going to make a different meal for that kid because they yep. didn't like it. So mm -hmm. now you're making a different meal for millions of people because they didn't like the way that Sana looked. You know what? If you would have put the meal out and you would have made that kid eat it. And then they were like, oh, I really like this. Mm -hmm. I didn't know yeah. I was going to like it. So, But with this, with the guns, it's a little bit different as well because I get it. We, we're in this society um, that guns – it's not a video game for him to go back and change. Right. FBI agents carry guns. Yeah, absolutely. They do. It's not out of context. Mm -hmm. No. It goes with the story. And it, for and him to go back and, and feel no. like they it's needed like to they have radio fire on the kids. It's I, just they have them. I, I, I'm a little, and I never thought I would say this, and I've said it twice now, um, is I'm a little disappointed in Steven Spielberg for doing that. And I, I mean, Ready Player One, which I'm also listening oh. to again right now, like that's the other disappointment in him. Uh. But... I, I don't think in this case he should have removed the guns. And I don't think in any movie you should go back and remove what it is. You made the movie. It can now be a learning situation. Mm -hmm. It can be a conversation piece. But it was made. And now it's a piece of history. And for you to mm -hmm. go back and change that because of whatever social reason, I don't agree with. That was a really long answer. I'm sorry. No, no and but it's a good answer. Thanks. Yeah. And I agree. I think going back and taking him out as a mistake because I, it adds to the realism of the situation. Well, kids, we want to protect kids. So right. Much. Absolutely. Like, These kids are in danger. They're harboring an alien. This is what the FBI would do. And kids, I, I wasn't freaked out by the FBI having guns. I figured I, it just made sense to me on the context. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of the I film. didn't. I didn't think anything of I didn't it except give it for those kids were doing something they weren't I, supposed I to be doing. I had forgotten that they were even in there until the movie got re-released and the press picked up on the story. But it's like, oh, oh yeah, they were, it was there. Yeah, but like yeah, I said, they it wasn't shot a focal anybody. Point yeah, of that scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was law enforcement officers drawing their guns, which is what law enforcement officers and have to do sometimes. And if it makes us feel uncomfortable, great. That's what movies are there for. Now right. sit down and talk yeah. to your kids about guns mm -hmm. like if we if we take the object out because we're afraid that people are it's going to make them uncomfortable the kids are going to learn about these things other places so oh, let's, yeah when you, just, and when you make something forbidden me. and hidden that's when you get more interest into it mm -hmm. you know um i think it's interesting because the film spielberg kind of came up with the idea based on an imaginary friend that he created as a child after his parents got divorced mm -hmm. and i think that's why we have the single mm -hmm. mom mm -hmm. in the film but um you know, E.T. creeped me out as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, I was never a huge fan of the film. I went back and rewatched it and I can appreciate it more mm -hmm. um, on an adult level. Um, but there is kind of this feeling about you do kind of want I was I wasn't the most popular kid by any means. So you kind of wish that you had this little alien friend that you could kind mm -hmm. of 
go on adventures with and do things mm-hmm. with, you know. Well, mm-hmm. and it totally sparked all these other movies like Mac and Me. Right. And, you guys remember Mac and Me? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Is that the, the clip that Paul Rudd shows on Conan O'Brien every yeah. single time? Yes. yes. <laughs> Where they go over the, over the yes. cliff on the bike? <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. I do too. Can we do like a whole like just episode on Paul How Rudd? How much we love Paul Rudd. And his movies and This is 40 and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love we you, absolutely man. could. Yeah. Okay. Write that down. Right. <laughs> write that down. It's going on the list. Well, and like, he's yeah. He's a national treasure. He's is he from Canada treasure. or is he from the United States? I think he's U.S. Okay, good. We, you can be from someplace else and still be a national treasure, I no. think. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Wow. We're a melting pot. That was very I'm definitive there. <laughs> Not from Canada. Anywhere, anywhere else Ryan except Rubs. Canada. <laughs> I'm but just I kidding. think um, to me, this is still back when Spielberg could do innocent. And it, it, to me, Ready Player One, and not to get off track here, but to me, that one felt like he almost felt obligated to do it, whereas E.T. was this labor of love. Yeah. And to me, you could completely tell mm-hmm. the difference. And he was. This was a Spielberg at his most Spielberg time. The innocence, the wonder. Spielberginess. Spielberginess. Yeah. Uh, but I also think this was his film. Ready Player One wasn't his film. Yeah. He was making someone else's film. And so I do kind of feel like he called it in because he didn't get everything that he wanted. I think you meant he phoned it in. Okay, oh! I'm sorry. He, he phoned it in. Sorry. No clap. <laughs> Wowza. Steven, phone home. Um, but yeah, sorry. I mean, still, like, his worst movies are still better than most people's best oh, yeah. movies. For the most so, part, yeah. yeah. Um, again, I like E.T. Um, I do feel like, again, the gateway to alien movies and feeling like it. I love, I mean, Drew Barrymore. This, yep. if she wouldn't have been in this film, right. mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had her. And I love her. I think she's fantastic. And yep. what a great child actor. I mean, her, emotion, really yeah. her emotion in this film and her making you feel like she kind of gave you the tour. I mean, Elliot was like the other part of E.T., but I feel right. like her character really allowed you in, like invited right. you in to mm-hmm. say, it's okay to come and play with E.T. Because she just saw him as you know, another, you're a toy. I'm going to play with you. I'm going to dress you up. I'm not afraid of you. And you know, where, you know, Elliot had a different relationship with him. So as a young girl watching this movie and this other young girl is like, you know, uh, kind of making it okay. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, I love the fact too, that they're botanists. I mean, these aliens (laughs) are coming down to this planet to check Mm -hmm. out our, our, our nature Mm -hmm. and they're not here to take over the world. They're not here with deaf lasers. You know, they're just, they're gardeners. Botanist. And I just think that increases that feeling of the innocence of him and the and the accessibility of that character. But for botanists, they're not very careful, just like leaving him behind and like not realizing (laughs) it. Listen, we're we're you and I are parents. Tracy is not a parent. We have forgotten our children. In some way, shape, or form. Yes. So that's true. Sometimes some on sh- purpose, like force. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, I feel like it's an accident that could happen. Well, yeah, but like, how far do you go before you realize that you've forgotten your child? Like, once around the galaxy, and then you swing back around. Like, oh, hey, I, I have pal. had I have had a friend like forget their kid at the grocery store go all the way home and then realize they have to go back i'm not judging parenting here all right maybe, it happens to the best of us and that's his true. parents you don't know what they were going through maybe they there's could have cryo been, sleep 
Yeah, they, you know, <laughs> they didn't tuck him in before cry right. asleep. Maybe they weren't bad parents. <laughs> but I've always just thought that's really funny. Like I, they just leave him behind. I'm and not like, a parent, but I have left my phone behind at times, and that. I, I just want to be clear. Are we comparing child, living thing to smartphone? You know what? Sometimes I'd rather have my phone. <laughs> because I know it needs me. <laughs> well, just, that's much more. Sammy, to me. I love you. Um, I, know, I know it needs me, and I know I need it. That's the, oh, I need much my more mutual. Sure. Yeah. I love, one thing I love about this film, because Spielberg could have totally, I'm um, sorry, Steven could have told <laughs> Steven. Um, you know, Tuss, he, it's Mr. Spielberg. Yes, it's, yeah. she's he, on a first name basis. He, uh, he didn't make it too sci-fi. Right. There oh, were moments absolutely. when, you know, when they're rewiring the speak and spell, which I love that the was speak a and spell. Yeah. I, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And you as a kid, you're thinking to yourself, where's the screwdriver? You know what I oh, mean? Like totally. you're going to take your toys apart at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they have E.T. on uh, in the, I don't know, what is it? The room where it, it's blocked off from germs and oh, all that kind uh-huh, of stuff. Uh-huh, and his heart room. starts glowing. There are really only a few parts in this movie where it really gets too sci-fi. It's right. more relatable mm-hmm. to humans. And he could have gone that far out because, I mean, remember, he had close encounters. Absolutely. Which also, there. I mean, he went it's a little more grounded. alien, but very right. grounded, mm-hmm. which basically shows that you can have an alien movie where we're talking about extraterrestrials. We're talking about all of the sci-fi stuff, but we don't have to have these big sci-fi set pieces, set pieces right. which, you know, in both of those movies, I know we're not talking about Close Encounters, but very relatable in that you do take apart the speak and spell, which is something that we all related to at the time. Mm-hmm. So we could say, oh, we have something that's relatable to their technology. It's not that far off. And then with Close Encounters and able to talk to those aliens, you get out your keyboard Music. and uh-huh. you start pushing the buttons on your keyboard. We all had mm-hmm. one of those little synthesizer right. keyboard totally. things that we were trying to make the music with. So Steven Spielberg has just this innate ability to say, this is something that you have no idea how to grab onto extraterrestrial space, Mm -hmm. you know, space travel. Yeah. I'm going to make you feel like it's at your fingertips. Yeah. And through the eyes of a child, I mean, they're watching Sesame street when they're doing the the speak and spell. And it's, it again, goes to that idea of ET as a child instead of this alien creature. Mm -hmm. And it's one of my favorite types of sci-fi story is the interacting with something fantastical or from another world on a much more normal, commonplace level. Kind of makes me think of the movie Contact that came Mm -hmm. out a couple years Mm -hmm. ago about trying to decipher the language and trying to figure out how to. Is it that long? Contact is a long. No, not Contact. Um, The one with Amy (laughs) Adams. um, Oh, you're talking about. Arrival. 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 Contact was a long time ago. ago. I'm thinking Arrival. 1997, when I graduated high school, Contact came out. So 20 years ago. (laughs) You're also talking to the guy who goes up to a University of Utah football game and sees like the students and be like, you guys are too young to be here. I was here not too no, that was one. Yeah, though. that was a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you got to start taking your ginkgo biloba, Tracy, seriously, man. <laughs> no, it's true, though. I, I feel like that's when I'm you... I'm a time lord, okay? That's when you kind of feel like you've reached adulthood. When you look at, like, a college freshman, you're like, you're like 12. What are you, what doing, are you doing here? here? Oh. oh, no, I've just gotten old. That's what's happened. Um, but 
I, I just love the, the, the idea of just normal people interacting with them. And I do love mm-hmm. that it's through the eyes of a child. And I think that's just great. And it's fun and it doesn't have to be spaceships and battles and right, everything right. else. Yeah. So, well, and we have not mentioned it created a Neil Diamond song. It did. Turn and on the, your heart light. And I want, so this is what you all know that I love. Oh my my mom was a huge Neil Diamond fan. So this was a huge deal at our house. I am a huge fan of branding and marketing. You guys right. know this about mm-hmm. me. And this movie did such a great job at branding and marketing and not, and having it there, but in a way that it was all necessary. I mean, Pizza right. Hut Pizza mm-hmm. was a big part of their marketing at the time. And I remember when you could go to a city down Pizza Hut I and you those. took your reading cards and you took them there while yes. E.T. was out and you got yourself an E.T. puppet and I still have my E.T. puppet. That's it awesome. was like a plastic. It looked all slimy like him but it just like kind of kind of went on your hand. It didn't fit all the way down uh-huh. and so they had the Pizza Hut and all. And the mom of course is a busy mom working <laughs> and so she right. brings you know, in the Pizza Hut. And then, of course, you have the Reese's Pieces, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that they eat. And then um, the soda, which right. is there. I don't know if the beer was part of it. Don't get kids <laughs> drunk. But like, I don't know. But but and then the Neil it, Diamond song. Yeah. You know, knowing that, OK, we want to have a song for the movie. We need to have sponsorship money for this movie with branding. Mm-hmm. And it was all legitimate. It all legitimately needed to be. There. And, and to me, I like that. I hate when I'm watching a movie and you see a car pull up. And it's like focused right on the logo, yeah. You know, and it holds like, there for three seconds. It's by like, Alexis, oh, okay. yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Well, and, if, and if you Audi's done a lot there, of Audi's done a lot of the Marvel uh-huh, movies lately, uh-huh. and so like everybody in the MCU drives an Audi. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So I mean, that's I, I really like that respected that about yeah. this movie, and you don't really see it in a lot of his other movies. And for some reason, this was just one that they really had to have that product placement, but they did it in such a way that I remember it, but I don't hate it. Right. 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 Yeah. I, oh, I, I think that was Reese's Pieces had never really been heard of until I'm sure it had been heard of, but all of a sudden, it is a must-have in every home across America. Right. I just remember thinking in the '80s they. I mean, early 80s, we must not have had really great tasting candy because it was Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I, I, like I, like Reese's Pieces. Right I like Reese's Pieces. I like Reese's Pieces. Fine. It's just I like, like Reese's Mail. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that time it's coming to me. That's fine. Um, Podcast and well, movie that I makes, feel like movies he that make us talk So, you know, his buddy, George Lucas, has like the whole no from the movie. And mm-hmm. now we've got the Elliot or the ouch. Well, we all did that. I still yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Elliot. Well, and, and what I love, you mentioned George Lucas and being friends with Steven or Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you can call him Steven. It's fine. He doesn't mind. You've checked with him. But there's a lot of Star Wars references in the movie. If you oh, watch yes. it, it's like, yes. he's like, oh, these are little Star Wars guys. They're yes. action figures. And they work with each other. There's the Yoda, the person dressed up like Yoda. And even his brother tries to impersonate Yoda when he's talking about it and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Yes. A, a nice nod to your buddy who's also making it's films Spielberg's done that time. in several films. Yeah. 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 They, they do that for each other. C-3PO for sure. and R2-D2 are on the Ark of the Covenant. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, so. Well, I mean, and then you've got. Why the, wouldn't it be? <laughs> of course. If you had an arc, wouldn't you? Have totally. <laughs> well, and then you've got the the ET aliens showing up in Star Wars and the prequels. Yes. Oh, that's right. I forgot yep. about that. He's in the so, Senate, yep. isn't he? Yep. Yes. Yep. So then it all becomes very meta. Well, like when he's running into Yoda, like oh, he probably really knows yeah. what these these yeah, guys were setting up a connected universe before Marvel gotten. You know, Marvel's yeah. kind of 
the they're, king right now. They're riding on the coattails of, yeah, of Star Wars, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Spielberg and Lucas, man. <laughs> That's a great combo. And at, at that time, I mean, those guys were at the, the height of their creativity, of their power in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, just unstoppable. Two, two directors who really not only made great movies, but changed America. They changed pop culture. They changed the way that we thought about and consumed media. Yeah. And I think the marketing that we talked about is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. E.T. rides the coattails of Star Wars in that, mm-hmm. um, right down to their hit classic Atari video game that was so that successful. Game was, <laughs> I owned that game. And that you game was – You're I like did. one of the five people I mean, that owned it. Because my mom, again, I didn't really like the movie, but mom loved it and she loved the Neil Diamond song. And so, yeah, we had the E.T. Uh, Atari game and – yeah, it was a – yeah, all Atari games were pretty bad, but yeah. that one in particular was a, was a stinker. And yeah. this is how far it went because I don't know if you – if your parents or aunts or your mom or whatever sold – my mom sold Park Lane jewelry mm. when I was younger. I don't I know remember if you remember that. this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have – um, a Park Lane ET necklace. I have one that's like, it's all one color. It's all silver. But then I have another one that is like a silver chain and that he is gray. I have this. Wow. I have ET soap that has never been used. <laughs> this is, the, now you're wow. understanding like the pack rat that I am. Um, and then she also sold um, whatever the makeup thing was at the time. Um, was it Mary Kay? No, it was before Mary Kay. Oh, Avon. Avon. Oh, yeah. She sold Avon. Avon lady, yeah. And I have an ET like bubble bath <laughs> bottle. That is awesome. Um, is it shaped like ET? It's, it's exactly shaped like yes! ET, just like the torso up of yep. ET. Oh. And I have these items still. Like I have just like a box of like items I have not been able to get rid of. And those always seem to go with me because I'm like, it's ET. I can't throw away ET, oh, totally. right? Totally. But that's can't. like how far it it wasn't just like in the toy store. No, at uh-huh. the, it was all the way into Park Lane and Avon, man. Like this is this is what this is the How marvelousness of yeah. the marketing and branding because they knew it was going to be relatable, mm-hmm. or at least they said we have a product that we believe in and we're going to make you like it. Yes, yep. mm-hmm. and it was a good product, so it was easy to like. Oh yeah, for so. sure. But I mean. Could you, if you were to say, okay, the, a little girl is going to be wearing this ugly gray alien, alien yeah, around no, her neck. Like, like if you had to have some guts, I was going to say a different oh, yeah. word, but yeah. guts to do that. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, it's all right. If we're talking ET, I think you producer, could say. Producer, I didn't say balls. No, you could. I think you could have. <laughs> when we're talking about a movie where within the first 10 minutes, the brothers are calling each other penis breath. I think you can say. Can say balls. Yeah, I think that's okay. <laughs> balls. Which, by the way, I love that scene when they're at the dinner table and he calls them penis breath because that is so like what it was growing up oh, with my brother. <laughs> like we called each other all the stupid names, and my sister, like, no problem. And it was so funny because your parent would be like, "You stop that!" And it's like, what? You know? I mean, well, and it was always the ridiculous thing that doesn't mean anything. Oh, like, what right. does so that even mean? Wait, How do you even, that? Do you even know what you're saying right now? No, no of course they don't. It sounds like it's yeah. a mean insult. Yeah. yeah. And see, I would have done something like that because my mom was always very careful about like she didn't want us to use any other names for parts of the body except oh, the actual the anatomical names. Name. So we could have called each other and penis breath, okay and she would have been that. fine because. I would well, she wouldn't have been. No, I take that back. She would have, but that would have been my argument. Like, Thank well, you for I used the right word, but please don't call your brother yeah. that. And I would have said, but no, I used the right word, so it's fine. No, yeah. it wouldn't have been fine. Well, at least it was anatomically correct. But still, stop that. 
Yeah, 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 that's how it would have gone. I love that the magical use of the bicycle in this movie is Mm -hmm. what they decided to use. Because Mm -hmm. most kids, not every kid, but most kids had access to a a bicycle, Mm -hmm. whether it was yours, your cousins, your brothers, your neighbors, whatever. You could have made... you. You could go ride a bike as fast as you could mm-hmm. and pretend that, that you, you were, were Elliot. Yeah. You know, and and as easy as saying. You could and I did on multiple occasions. Is, we nice. all did. This is the thing, though. Yeah. These are the three things that he gave us to make us feel special and magical. And, and a part of this is he said, if you have a bike, a hoodie and something you can put in a basket, mm-hmm. you could be Elliot. Yep. And that's I mean, we all did it. And then they made an attraction at Universal Studios mm-hmm. for a while. Where you got to actually ride the bike and they took your picture and they put E.T. in the basket. Yeah, that was back when Universal Studios could have just been Steven Spielberg land. Because <laughs> like, they had Jaws the ride. They had E.T. Um, back to the Future, which he produced. So um, <laughs> Steven Spielberg land. I like that. I'd, I'd go to that SSL. part. I totally would. I totally would go. Totally going to SSL. Um, yeah, it, it's true. I love that it is that relatable. And I think bikes just in the eighties, like Goonies, they're always on their mm-hmm. bikes yeah. as well. And like, that's what, because that's what you did. You went out on your bikes yep. with your friends and you went exploring and you did stuff. And we need to make more movies with bikes. Yes. Can somebody do that. Cause we need our kids on our bikes again. Yeah, that's true. Now we have those electric scooters. Boo. <laughs> I still haven't ridden one. Cause we all know either. like, it's not going to be good. I, yeah. I'm, Maybe I'm we should gonna... do a little video, but I need a helmet for sure. Like, yeah. The ones that you can rent. Yeah. All over, the, yeah. 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 All over downtown. Yeah. 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 I love that. Anyway. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not a good idea for me. Yeah. I'm I was going to like start throwing all out stats that don't really matter. All three of us are not allowed to write those apparently. We will have to get I a video of us trying feet. it the okay. first time. I have two helmets. Well, one, I could wear my Star Wars helmet and then I have two <gasps> other helmets you guys could wear. But Star Wars helmet. That's awesome. Yeah. Tracy's yeah. like, he wants it's the Star a Wars. No, no, no. Your head could probably fit in my Mando helmet. I don't know. I have a big head. I know. But it's bigger than my head. So it's fine. <laughs> We could try and make it work. Just, make it, yep. just try and just trying to make it try will be great. It's not even it's not even like a no, your head no, is fine. It's, it's totally, totally no, yep. yep. Big head. You know I love you. Totally. So I can I mean, yeah, you got a big head. I got a big mouth. I mean we all know what what we are. I appreciate being anyway. So Okay. I wanted to talk about one of my favorite scenes. This isn't even a good segue. I'm just gonna jump into it. That's fine. Um I love the scene uh, where they're supposed to be dissecting the frogs. And then what's happening is mirroring what E.T. is watching on the TV (laughs) as Elliot, you know, it's the dramatic moment where they're all jumping out the classroom and he grabs the girl. And I just think that scene is so well done. And when we were in biology class, we all thought to ourselves for a minute, Mm -hmm. we're going to let these frogs go. None Mm -hmm. of us had the balls to do it. But it was great. My mom yep. let me call in sick on frog dissection day, which I am forever grateful for. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I dissected like three three frogs that day. Did you? Yeah, because two other people were wusses and I was like, I'll do it for you. It's I fine. was a total wuss. Let I was like, that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I did it. I dissected a frog. We did pigs one time, what? like fetal pigs. Whoa. It was, those were gross. Ooh. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. the love scene where the, he, yeah, grabs the girl, yeah. he grabs the girl by the yeah, arm just, and then has that But even the whole of, scene leading up to it, we talked about yeah. him getting drunk and like mm-hmm. Elliot getting drunk and like falling off his chair. And I just think it it was just done so well. And I 
every time I watch that movie, I just love getting to that scene and, and watching well, it. Well, showing how they were connected was right. going to be something tricky. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he did such a great thing of that. It didn't seem far fetched that they were connected in this way. And yet it was, it was humorous. And at the same time you felt okay. Like they have this bond now yeah. that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it takes a couple of minutes when you're like, Oh wait, I get what's happening. Mm-hmm. He's experiencing everything that ET is experiencing. Yeah. And then when you get that, you're right. It explains their bond perfectly. And it didn't have to be this moment of exposition where somebody says, Oh, you guys are obviously bonded together. And right. Right. You just got it from watching mm-hmm. it. And it was visually, he tells Do you, you think that. twilight stole that. Twilight stole everything. <laughs> oh, those films. I, I'm a big vampire guy, and those. Anyway, anyway. I, oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be that guy, but I've never seen Twilight, so I, I only watched it with Riff Tracks, the former no, it, MST3K guys. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was that with their snarky commentary track. That's the only way I made it through that. I've read all the Direct. books. I've watched all the movies. And that's fine. And I'm glad people enjoy <laughs> that's them. That's fine. That's, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, you I, are the one with the vagina. <laughs> I said what it's supposed to be called. Yeah, it's totally, it's totally fine. Yeah. We, we've set that standard for the episode. You brought that, this on yeah, yourself. Yeah, as long as you we... You opened that door, man, and I am dancing through it. Uh, 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 uh. I have no one to blame but myself on that one. That's true. That's okay. I think I said penis breath like three times before, so... And there's number four. So... Oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm just gonna allow everything here. I'm just. Uh, He's all in context, man. This, this is, is this is producer's honor. I'm just I'm just gonna allow it all because you know thanks, this year's show. You guys do a great honorary one. He grabbed my microphone to say that. I thought he was taking my microphone away. That's what I thought was happening right now. Like, wait a second. You've gone like, too really, far. Me, I'm the one that went too three far. Three times. Three times is, is the limit. Too many. You've gone too far. You've had too many. Right? I want to get back to the movie. So <laughs> yes, thank I you. come from a family of three kids. So mm-hmm. I had an older sister and a younger brother. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and you, if you have siblings, you understand that there's always that moment where you call each other names, you argue, you are that kind of siblings. But then there's that moment that happens that you all decide we have to come together on this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when they decide that they need to make sure that ET gets home and that nobody can know about him. And Halloween is the night where, you know, this is, they all decide together. There is an understanding there of siblings mm-hmm. that, that we together are going to make sure that ET is safe. And I just loved that moment in the movie when they all like the brother stopped being a douche. Mm-hmm. The little sister was like, Oh, get my cute little self in gear, you know, like, I don't know. She didn't sound like that, but whatever. No, that's you know. a direct quote, I think from the film. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love it. I love how they all just decide, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to yeah. get a plan. We're going to get yeah. together. Like, you know, this is, this is what we're going to do as siblings. And that's how real sibling relationships work. And Absolutely. then 20 minutes later, I'm going to smack You're you again. But right. yeah. like, this is, we're going to, in this moment, yeah. We're together. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's, that's the way it works. You know, I can make fun of you. I can hit you. I can beat you (laughs) up, 
But when it's Nobody us against else. the world, yeah. I got your back 100%. And sometimes the world is just mom. Sometimes yeah. the world mm-hmm. is just like, you know, the guy that mows the lawn next door and we want to run through the sprinklers. Whatever it is, in this case, it was E.T., but, mm-hmm. you know, it's that relatable moment. And it's, again, this movie about an alien is one of the most relatable movies. Whether it's the best movie or not, I don't know. Right. right. But it is one of the most relatable movies that you can watch. 100, 100% agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So, what overall would we, grades? Yeah, what would we grade it? I, I'm giving it a B minus. That doesn't mean that I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I watched it a ton when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I am a little. Um, the minus part is because he changed the guns. Okay. I don't. I, I don't that. like that he did that. He should have left his movie alone. It spoke for itself. People weren't like picketing the movie. No. This was a decision <laughs> that he decided to go in and make, and I don't agree with it. Um, I also think that uh, there were there are a couple things in the movie that does make it very like time warped a little mm-hmm. bit. Like mm-hmm. you can still watch it. Your kids obviously mm-hmm. liked it. Um, I, I think that the story was good. It's not the strongest story right. that I've, I've ever had. Um, but I do like it and I will watch it again and, and B minus is what I give it. Yeah. And you're right. I do think it is time warped. You, you mentioned my kids watch it. I had to explain to them what a speak and spell was. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. like, we don't, we have a, a phone app for that. Now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. What about you, Tracy? What grade would you uh, give it? I'd probably say B maybe B minus. Um, I have a much more, if I, when I was younger, I'd probably say like C, maybe even a D. I did not like it much when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but you outgrew it, but overcame I, uh, your fears. <laughs> Is there a support group I could send my sister to that will help her through this? If I can serve, if I can grow and learn from this no. but, but watching it again, I feel like maybe it's a little bit more of a uh, look back of nostalgia. Um, I appreciate it a little bit more. Um, so I'd, I'd probably say solid B, maybe B minus, but it's not one I'm going to just pop in all the time, but I do like it and appreciate it. Yeah. I think it's a B for me as well. I, it, it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. I enjoy it. Is it at the same level uh, as the other movies we've talked about this month, like Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but It's not a groundbreaking movie, but it definitely gave you a sense of – there's definitely talking points about this movie that you can go back and learn from, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's a Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- if he wouldn't have changed those guns, I would have given it a B. Yeah. Yeah. Strong family film. Yeah, I agree. Very, uh, and it's one that the whole family literally can enjoy. And it's not it's... a family film that makes you want to vomit where you're like, this is so cute. Yeah, right. that's I very true. Right. It's one that you- – yeah, it's hard when somebody says, oh, it's a family film. Like, I'm already kind of turned off. So I'm like, that means exactly. my kids will like it, but I may not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's cert- Disney, Pixar, I'll, I'm on board. But, right. like, this is one that I, I also feel that same way. Like, I can sit and watch it with my kids. Um, and I think, you know, the reason why this one is worth talking about as we talk about Spielberg month is because if this hadn't happened and been as successful as it was, there's a lot of things that wouldn't have happened yeah. afterward. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. Um, I think this – you know, Jaws along with this, this really starts building that foundation for what Spielberg would do later. Well, and he was really trying to work with um, puppetry on yeah. this and making, um, you know, being able to put a character like that and not have a ton of green screens. Like we mm-hmm. didn't even talk about the technology mm-hmm. really of this film. Um, that 
you know, stands on its own well, and, and it, it opened doors for future movies that he was making and that his friends were making. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate that about well, the, the, the publisher was so good. They didn't have to hide it in the shadows. Nope, they they didn't. didn't have to. I mean, E.T. is throughout the entire film. Yeah. And you see all of him. Uh, you don't just see the bottom or the top half of him because yeah. the puppetry is underneath. I mean, you see him walking, you see him doing interacting, even in the bike, you mm-hmm. know, it's moving and, that's yeah. it was pretty impressive technology yeah. technologically wise yeah especially since it wasn't jim henson so that's like the yeah. amazing it was amazing yeah. and it, that's true but yeah. well that's the time we have for et next week we'll be talking about jaws as we wrap up our uh, spielberg month here um <laughs> and leading into some summertime blockbusters yes. that we'll talk about We're next have a fun so summer i think so so we are talking about a shark movie tracy unfortunately yes. it's not hey it's one of my favorites i'm, I'm sure it'll pop up <laughs> can we have if like only there some was a kind of like counter <laughs> yeah <laughs> how many times it's gonna come up i'm like, gonna bet it's I'm gonna, gonna, be gonna on my come best up behavior. at least 13 times no i'm gonna be on my best behavior i, I don't know that we have a lot of heavy drinkers that listen to our show, but if you want to do a drinking game with Sharknado for our next episode, it might be, it might be good. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. We, uh, you can find us on Apple, Google, everywhere that where you would listen to podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher. Um, we're, we're on all of them. Check us out. Please subscribe, leave a review so others can find us. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram as the movies that make, or excuse me, movies that make us. Um, and then on Insta or Twitter. Twitter's weird. Yep. Movies make us is our Twitter handle. And um, if you want to like, let us know what you want us to talk about. We yep, have, yep. you know, some things planned that are coming up, but if you have something that you want us to cover, we would love, love to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, we love feedback. And by the way, I got some feedback from some people on our Saving Private Ryan episode that talked about they loved how we got personal with our families and their stories into it. So oh, nice. We awesome. love stuff like that. Yeah, well, we thank love you. Feedback. Yeah, we love that feedback. And if you have feedback that you'd like to email to us, it is podcast at movies that make us.com. It's not just for the hate mail for Tracy, <laughs> but also any feedback. Yeah, any feedback, good any or bad, feedback. we'd love to hear. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. But well, thank you for listening, and uh, we won't see you at the movies. Phone home. <laughs> this has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.